Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Hey, this is the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, and our guest for this episode is Dr. Morgana McCabe-Allen. She is one of the world's few researchers into the materiality of mindset and manifestation with a PhD How on how our reality emerges from and creates our beliefs. She left to create her own reality using her unique approach to helping heart-centered entrepreneurs. Y'all already know. I love that. Step out from behind the fear of failure. Yes. And of success and manifest income and impact with joy, freedom, and ease. Her group program, Manifesting Masters, has seen people 10 times and even 40 times their investment. She retired her husband from his nine to five, and she secretly wishes Hogwarts was real. I absolutely love that. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Man, I'm so excited to talk with you. First of all, the one of the things that um, when I read your bio, I was like, oh my gosh. When I found you online, I was like, oh my goodness. And then when I looked at your website and I saw you, obviously that, that's your daughter, that you had a picture of your daughter. I was like, this amazing woman is out here rocking it and changing lives, but also she is you know, showing, Hey, I am, I am a successful businesswoman, but I also have, you know, another element. And when you put that personal and business together, I mean, I think it's, it's fantastic. So I'm very excited to talk with you today. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very excited to be here. For my listeners, most of my listeners are in the U.S., um, Dr. Morgana or Morgana, she is in Scotland. So I would love to hear you know, what led you into your, into your entrepreneurial journey and what led you to really focusing on this aspect of the development of the person, um, especially their mind? Uh, okay, so two different questions then. What led me into my entrepreneurial journey was very early on in my PhD, it became really clear how competitive it is. And I don't have a problem competing. I mean, you know, I've won funding for my research that less than five percent of people get and that's only you can only even apply if you already have a first class degree and stuff it's not the, it's not competing it's not the difficult part it's the nature of competition like I found that really wore my soul very much I don't like engaging with people that way and to have everybody like every step you take in academia there are five other people right behind you hoping that you fail so they can step in and it I, it made me anxious and exhausted. And when my second son was born, so I had both my kids during my PhD, which is not how most people would plan their lives. But um, <laughs> I had been told I couldn't have kids and I really don't like to be told that I can't do something. So you just 
manifested our first child and then our second child. But the second one was born really ill and my husband got postnatal depression just from trying to meet those needs. Um, it was too much. It was a it was a big step up that he wasn't ready for. And to do the PhD and have the two kids needed me so much. My husband needed my support. I just realized this isn't this life and the career that academia would bring me are incompatible. In academia, you know, you have to be prepared to work like 60 hours a week because it's not just your teaching and stuff. You have to write for journals and you have to put in these big research proposals. The university is measuring you all the time. How do you compare to other people in other departments? And they choose who you get to help. And it's the people, you know, they also choose how you get to help them. They decide, the, you know, these are the things that are you can present to your uh, your class. This is the level that you can present to them. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it on my own. I can teach people the things that I want to teach them the way that I want to teach them it. And I can make the life that I want to have if I leave here. And if I stayed, I'll be unhappy, anxious, burnt out. <laughs> um, so it was really no competition. It, it definitely had to happen. Wow. Um, you know, I love that you come from an academic background because often people um, don't realize how hard it is. And when I went from clinical to academia, I thought, okay, I'll be working, you know, I'll have more flexibility, more time for the family. And I'm telling you, I remember my first year teaching and I thought that I was literally, my head was going to explode. And oftentimes while everyone's sleeping, I'm up until 12 o'clock at night and then waking up, you know, very early to take care of my children who were very small at that time. Um, it can definitely, it can definitely wear on you. And especially for those in a tenure track, like university level where you have to do research. And I mean, that is a lot, that is a lot. Yeah. So do you think, do you think with like, with the experience and, and what you've, what you were experiencing at that time, did you need a little push into entrepreneurship? Did you ever deal with any mindset issues in regards to your ability to successfully have a business even though that's not what you were dealing with at that time. Yeah, so I, when I first left academia, I actually volunteered for a charity and I did a lot of what I do now with entrepreneurs with a charity for free for a year, sometimes 40 hours a week. Um, because I was so used to my skills being undervalued and I was also so used to giving a lot more than was expected of me because, you know, in academia to succeed, you always have to do that, you know, it you can't get to the next level with a passing grade. You know, you get to the next level by going above and beyond. Um, and it was the same throughout my PhD that, you know, I went so much further, you know, in terms of the level that I stepped up to. And so when I came out of academia, I was like, oh, I've got to just give and give and give and I have to give so much more. You know, I need to, if I want to help them succeed, I have got to give everything. And it did take me a while before I realized, wait a minute, I can actually do this for money and good money and it's okay for me to charge money and I went through that whole money mindset journey because the thing is I've always been a great manifester I've been interested in it and studied it since I was young but it wasn't necessarily money I still carried a lot of money mindset issues despite all the education and everything that I know about how we create our reality and stuff 
money has its own special place, like its own trauma attached to it. And so there was a lot of unpicking that. And it took me, it being really intentional to go from finding it hard to ask for a hundred pound deposit to having like a 30,000 pound launch was, you know, that's, that represents a huge journey of money mindset every day of the week. <laughs> yes. Okay. Did y'all hear that? She went from a hundred pounds to a 30, 30,000 pound launch, right? I mean, let me tell you, there's a book that I read and I'll look it up in just a second. I do all of my books through like Audible. And I, um, I'm telling you that money mindset, that is a beast. It is a beast. And I feel that, you know, a lot of us, especially women, I don't know. I feel like women, we struggle with this more. You can let me know if you agree with this or not. But um, can you see my nails? <laughs> I just got to. This is my daughter. My daughter did my manicure. Uh, my eight-year-old. <laughs> and they're, they're chipping right now. But anywho, um, going back to that, uh, the money mindset is is one of those things that I had a hard time being able to ask for it. And and even now, especially with this quarantine that we're all dealing with because of COVID, um, those money, mindset issues are kind of coming up into play. Do I still run my business? Do I still, you know, put out, you know, this product? Because, you know, everyone is kind of dealing with this crisis in, in their own different way or have different situations. So can you give us like some tangible steps, like maybe um, a few steps of what really helped you with that, because I feel like we really struggle as entrepreneurs, all of us. And if you come from a background, especially like I was telling you before we started recording, I came from not really having much and, you know, being happy when you find that extra $5 in your pocket and, you know, going from, from that and then getting to a place where I'm charging premium prices for one-on-one -on -one coaching is a hard, is a hard transition. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right that women struggle with it more than men. I could be wrong, but that seems to be my experience is that it's harder for women because our our skills are, are considered unleveraged. There's a divide between the masculine and the feminine, the cultural and the natural. And women are seen as, you know, we're natural and our like our healing ways and our helping. It's just that's just natural. You shouldn't charge it. We just the stuff men do, that's all. That's cultural stuff. The cultural stuff is more leveraged. So I think women do struggle with it more. In terms of tangible steps, one of the most valuable things that you can do, and I used to say this all the time to other people, but I didn't apply it to myself for such a long time, is to actually go back and add up the value that you have invested in yourself. You know, and to really think, you know, Yes. The value of the education, the value of all these, you know, continuing professional development, the value of your experience. So, for example, if I was going to add that up for my PhD, I wouldn't only add up the amount of money that was invested into my research. I'd also top that up to what I would have been making a year if I had gone into another track. So, you know, if I had gone into um, a corporate job, say, after my master's, instead of doing the PhD. So, I essentially, I invested in myself in that instance by choosing not to take the big money, but to, to do that education, right? And so that gave me, um, it's still valuable and you should recognize that value in yourself. So then when you actually think, you know, what is it taking for you to get where you are right now? How valuable are all the lessons that you have taken? 
then it's much easier to start to actually ask for money for them. And in terms of should we sell right now, right now, there are actually more people that need what so many of us do. They need it more. They need it more than ever, whether that's therapy or support to get new leads in their business or, you know, like there's a ton of things, right, that we need more of right now. And money isn't disappearing. People are not burning buckets full of it. It's still here. Um, And actually, the more money moves, the more it creates growth for everybody. It's when money stops that we actually all contract because money is a symbol of human energy and energy likes to move. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I wish I had like one of those um, bells or something. Yes, I I love that. I love that. Um, I was once told by um, a friend and also a coach that money was energy. And her name is Jamie Dooley. And I'm like, what is this lady talking about? <laughs> but it, it is a powerful way if you look at that. And when you when you get to a place where you don't start demon, because there's some of us that deal with money um, and it, we demonize it. We feel like, oh, because we want it, there's something wrong with us, you know, and that that, those, of course, come from different foundational um, beliefs that I won't get into because that's opening another can of worms. But there's there's a hard part with that. And I've noticed that, you know, along with my journey, but also my clients and what they've and what they've dealt with um, before. Yeah. So I saw that it was interesting that you and your bio, you talk about heart centered entrepreneurs. And um, a lot of the stuff that I use in my in my own copy and describing the work that I do has to do with the heart. I feel like if you don't have it here, right, what is the point? Yeah. You know, what is the point? But, you know, there's a lot of us that may have deal with when they think about being heart centered. They feel like if they're too involved emotionally, it could be a hindrance to the growth of their business. Why would you say it's important for us as entrepreneurs to remain heart-centered? Uh, okay, so that actually comes back to the money being energy thing. So we can go, we can dig into that a little bit more too. So if you go back to cave people times, um, and everybody was doing more or less all the jobs, you know. So there was like, yeah, there was the women's jobs and the men's jobs, but. All the women did the same chores. All the men did the same chores. Everybody helped build the shelter. And people were putting in very, very similar energy. There's no need for money because people are literally putting in the same energy. As we begin to come into bigger groups and to have a differentiation of skill set so that some people are contributing one thing and other people are contributing something completely different, it's a lot harder to decide what is one for one. And money helps to negotiate that. You know, the more different skills that we have, the more money can be the thing that allows us to decide, Okay, so this is how much we trade for that thing, particularly when you're not trading directly with one person. So, you know, I may not buy from you. I might buy from uh, from Susie over there and Susie buys from Rachel. Rachel buys from Laura and Laura buys from you. Um, And money allows us to do that in the process. It's it's leveraged. Right. So now if money is energy. And we recognize that not just in a sort of metaphysical sense, but actually on that level, that the money that you receive represents the energy that you put out. If you then choose to put out less than your best energy, 
you put out less than your wholehearted energy. You put out less than your zone of genius. You put out less than your so-called purpose. Why on earth would you expect to get back all the money that you possibly desire? Morgana, you better preach, honey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is that that. Whoa, that blows my mind. To put it like that, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. And therefore, I mean, I can see why the work that you um, that you do really helping your clients understand who they are, understand what kind of impact they want to make, which then correlates into the into the income. Yes, that's the relationship and creating a proper business. Yeah, that's the relationship. The impact and income. It's that simple. The more that you determine that you can put out, the more you can receive back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, to get to a place for you, I want to go back to your journey because there's a big deal. You, um, last year, you were able to retire your husband. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is exceptional. I would love, love to get to that place one day, one day. Um, Especially with this business pivot, I've had to, I stopped all forms of revenue to really focus on and use all my creative juices on the new lane that I'm going, which is the wisest thing to do. You retired your husband last year in 2019. What specifically helped you get there? Because I think, you know, the my my customer avatar, the people who listen are emerging entrepreneurs. They're just getting started in their journey. They may be year one through five. And a lot of times we need to know like, hey, this is a possibility. Mm -hmm. This is a possibility. So can you share with us um, what that journey was like for you and then to get to that point? of being able to do that for your husband? Yes. So firstly, I started my business in 2018. So it doesn't, you don't have to be 10 years in to retire your husband. Uh, So that's the good news. Um, And then the other thing is that it was after a pivot. And so I didn't just stop all forms of revenue. I even gave my Facebook group group away and I deleted my list. Morgana, Morgana. (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll let you finish and then I'll tell you what's going on with me. I... Love you. <laughs> so, so that was that was what I did. I I went all in on the people that I can serve the most. This is what we're talking about. This big, wholehearted, full energy. I recognized that you know some people that were coming towards me, they weren't ready for the level of energy that I could bring, or they weren't at a place yet where they could action the level that I could put into them. Um, and you're. I love them as people, but I, you know, I re- realize that they're not the people that are ready to come on the journey with me yet. Not, not my best journey. And then I can't charge the same income for not my best journey. Right. Obviously. And so then it became, who are the people that get those exceptional results? Why did they only be 10% of my business? That's crazy. That should be a hundred percent of my business. And so I went all in on the people that like that I adore that I know can create those crazy results with me. Um, and that was what transformed my business. It was committing. So this is where people get scared because people think I can show up at that level one out of 10 times, but I can't do that 10 out of 10 times. And it was realizing that it's in me and it's in you without doubt to show up at that level 10 out of 10 times. Because it's not only you, you know, whatever your industry is, whether you're a coach or web designer, graphic designer, or whatever. I mean, I work with people across all different service-based um, industries and creative industries right it's also what the client brings so when you find that so much person that they're just so ready for what you have 
and then you bring your very best, that's what creates that really powerful stuff that changes your life and it changes their life. And so that was how I was able to very quickly get to a point where I retired my husband. You know, I fully believe that certain people come into your life at certain times in your life for a reason. And I'm so happy you said that because just literally on Friday, I took three hours to delete every person from a Facebook group from my previous client. And it was so hard for me to cut that last string. I thought, okay, I'll still be able to serve them. And then I got a message from a, um, a person that, that I realized, wait a minute, this is not who I want to serve. This isn't who I want to serve. Why won't I just cut the cord? I've already stopped all forms of revenue. I need to just close this last group and just start from scratch. Why don't we do that? And it's fear. It's honestly fear because I bit, I took four years to build that group up. And now I'm saying all of a sudden, I feel like I'm abandoning them, you know, but I also realize that I cannot, when you're not willing to take that necessary step, you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're not going to have any results. And that's all I want is to, is to work with someone that's meant to work with me so that I can get them the results I know they can get. And that's so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah, it, it is. And it changes your life and it changes theirs. Um, so yeah, that's, not everybody has to go out and delete their list, by the way. Your listeners might be like, oh my God, have I got to delete my list now? Um, no, you don't, you don't have to, but that just happened to be, for me, that was that watershed moment. The other thing I would say is that um, we went down to like we had built my income up but then when my husband left his job we were back down to one income again it wasn't like I was making such crazy money that we didn't even notice his income being gone it was a a really intentional recognition of the fact that I had been building my business in nap time and like an hour after the kids went to bed and so knowing what I could do if he was looking after the kids and I had full-time hours in the business was what made us think if we don't do it and we just keep trying to build the business in nap time and hour after bed every time our kids get a little bit older you know nap time's going to disappear they're going to stay up an hour later the business will never fly to its full potential without taking it so there was a point where it it wasn't like oh we're so comfortable and this is not scary at all it was a trust it was an act of trust um it was a well-educated act of trust but it was still an act of trust I love that you mentioned that that's the reality And, you know, it is hard. You realize, though, that when you, I will say this, being a mother and knowing that we only have this amount of time, you get you get way more stuff done. Yes. Right. You don't have time to waste. (laughs) So it does help with narrowing that down. But it is a challenge. It is a true challenge to be able to navigate all of that um, during this time. I love that. So. Again, Morgana, you focus a lot about alignment, aligning, aligning your journey, aligning your mindset, um, understanding what your impact is so that we can get to a place where you're growing a profitable business. And I love that you work on that because I feel that the mindset is really the true foundation of true success, in my opinion. I mean, I can come in and I can show you all of the strategies to systematize your business and um, automate it 
because that's my jam. I love doing that. But again, if you aren't here, yeah, like you, you lack clarity, you don't have any sort of recognition of, um, you know, who you want to serve. I mean, there's so many things that could fail your business. Oh, yeah. And not even just that, even if you have clarity and even if you know who you want to serve, if you show up with a scarcity mindset instead of an abundant mindset, you still won't get the results. I have this example that I use all the time, which actually um, comes from my research into mindset. Um, And it goes back to the Scottish witch trials, right? People used to get accused of uh, witchcraft for stealing each other's milk from each other's cows, magically from the cow. Um, And it was a really common accusation that she stole my milk because she's a witch. And the really interesting thing is that actually we can look at, you know, when we look into the dynamics between those groups of people, we can see that it's a mindset that's at work there because cows are actual beings and they they have friendships, they recognise human faces, they're very um, emotionally intelligent in a similar way to horses. And so it's well known actually in farming communities that dairy maids that sing to their cows and have a really positive connection with their cows actually get a lot more milk. And then people that hit their cows and are mean to their cows and stuff like that don't. And one of the really sort of, fascinating elements of this is that if you look back and you look at those witchcraft accusations and stuff you think about somebody showing up with an abundant mindset they're happy they're full of joy they're feeling really abundant so it's it's the exact same reflex that we know as women it's the letdown reflex so you think about what it's like to feed your baby when you're like snuggled up on the sofa and the lighting is soft and your husband's making you a cup of tea and you know you're totally chilled compared to trying to feed your baby on a cold public toilet because there's nowhere you can feed them and they've been screaming for half an hour at the shopping mall right think about those two different experiences and that's what it's like for the cow and then you get this one woman's like well why is my cow not making any milk and her cow's making milk and the other woman she was just doing her thing she's like super happy just you know getting in the flow with it and that really that speaks volumes to me and I see that all the time and it's such it's actually a simple idea although not so easy to execute but if you can move away from why is that working for her over there and how do I get that and to get away from that mindset of thinking about what you don't have and then you just move into your joy and you get like in your happy place and you're in your body you're in the moment you're showing up for what's right there in front of you that's when you actually make magic oh all of that makes sense I just think about my own breastfeeding experience with my kids. I was so stressed out. I was like a new, um, my husband and I got married right after college, after I finished. So you already know you're broke, right? You're like trying to get your life together. And so it was a year after me finishing college and I decided to continue on with my degree. And so we had our first child after our first year of marriage. and, And I wind up being so stressed out, I couldn't produce milk. Okay, so two years down the road, I have my second one and all of a sudden things are flowing because I'm relaxed. I am like, oh, I've got this. I'm not stressed out about every little thing or every poison in the world (laughs) that could affect your child. Yeah, totally. It makes a huge difference, but not just with breastfeeding or with cows. You know, that's a great example because it's something we can really relate to. 
But um, with everything, if you show up in any moment, you show up for a meeting, a phone call, you show up to reply an email, anything, and you're thinking from that place of like scarcity, or if you're thinking from that place of true abundance where you're really actually feel it in your body that you're in that flow, the way that you engage with people is just so different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right, Morgana, I've got one last question for you. Uh, this has been such an enlightening um, discussion. Some of the examples you've give, you gave uh, was, the, you know, the very first time I've ever heard mindset described that way. So I would like to ask you your very first week, month, year of business. What advice would you give yourself? Um, That's a really good question. I think probably the advice that I would give to people is pick up all the value that you have left behind you and take it with you. Because I did it myself. This is why I was like, oh, can I charge money? Like, um, and I see so many women do the same thing. It's like you come into the online space or the entrepreneurship space. And then because you're new at what you're doing right now in this moment, you think you're like new. Like I'm completely new. Nothing I've ever done before is really of value right now because we're on that really steep learning curve and not carrying with us all the things that actually are highly valuable, that are highly transferable, that people need and want and will love. And so, you know, I show up and showed up in the beginning as new um, coaching. This is why I had my pivot, you know, coaching moms to like improve their quality of life, be more intentional, use manifesting around the home. I, I completely forgot any of my past experience, any of my past experience of sales and of management and of entrepreneurship and uh, the fact that I had a PhD and all of that stuff. Like I didn't bring it with me. I was just like, I feel small, so I'll do a small thing. And then of course I got small results. And it, that was why I had my pivot because I woke up and I thought, wait a minute, we're not new. <laughs> so that's the advice I would say is, you know, go back and look at everything that you've done before and give yourself recognition for that value. So part of that is, you know, checking in with how much you've invested in yourself, not just in a money sense, but in the way that we talked about, but also actually giving yourself credit for those achievements. And when you come in, not not just be like, hey, I'm new, <laughs> new business over here, you know, come in ready to take your seat at the table. Mm, thank you. Wow. I really enjoyed this conversation today. That was so powerful. Um, please let the listeners know where they can find you. Uh, the best place to find me is in my free Facebook group, which is called Aligned AF Purposeful Entrepreneurs That Manifest and Get Shit Done. And you can also, <laughs> uh, you can find me over on Instagram, which is Morgana underscore McCabe underscore Allen. Should really sort that out, get a tidier We um, <laughs> Yeah, that's not awesome. Not a good handle. Um, uh, so that's the two places where I mainly am active Um, I'm on there every day and I have my website too which is morganamckbalan.com all right awesome so listeners you can find all of those links in the show notes and um, we just I just well me personally I said we but I'm going to speak for the listeners this has been such a wonderful episode and I'm so thankful that you said yes and you're here and you're sharing from the heart. And I just really appreciate all the work that you're doing. And thank you so much for being here.
Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.